0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from OTRgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Tums present Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Bill Leslie and Bill Dance and directed by Max Fettle. Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson for Tums. Nothing quite robs vitality like a poor night's sleep. When you toss and turn all night, you just can't put your best foot forward the next day. So if you're one of many whose sleep is interrupted by acid indigestion or heartburn, keep a handy roll of Tums at bedside. Then, as soon as excess stomach acid starts churning, reach for Tums. No need to get up for glasses, water, or spoons. There's nothing to mix. You take Tums right where you are. Peel off a couple minty tasting Tums and eat like candy. Instantly, Tums go to work to bring you wonderful relief. Then you drift back to sleep. Wake up in the morning feeling refreshed, all set to put your best foot forward. Get Tums to keep at bedside. Only 10 cents a roll. Everywhere. <laughs> Taken out of the regular meeting of a very exclusive breakfast club, the membership of which is composed of Fibber, McGee, and Molly. The Toastmaster speaks.
2: I'll take charge of the toaster, Tootsie. How do you want your toast toasted today?
3: You mean I have a choice? Yep,
2: yeah, any way you like it, my dear. We're supplying toast in four popular colors this morning.
3: Oh?
2: Uh-huh. Beige, brown, dark brown, and that new shade, charcoal.
3: <laughs> Just make mine a light brown, medium rare. One
2: slice of toast, medium rare. Coming up. <laughs> And while that's toasting, let's have a look at the morning paper and see what goes with Citizen X.
3: Oh, there's a whole column about the contest on page one there. Yeah? Nobody's identified Citizen X yet, and it's just got the whole town jumping. Hmm.
2: Well, I'd have nailed him yesterday and collected 400 bucks if I'd listened to myself instead of them other dunces. When I think how I let a bunch of knotheads like gambling Mort Toops talk me out oh, of all... Oh,
3: let's ball. not go over that again, sweetheart. Read the column there.
2: Well, let me see. Citizen X Contest Sweeping Whistle Vista. Many amusing happenings recorded. Yes, go on. Says here, P.J. Swack, who describes himself as an unemployed buggy whoop tassler, was removed from the city hall flagpole last midnight and booked by police on a drunk charge. When asked what he was doing at the top of the flagpole, Swack said, looking for Citizen X. Oh, gosh, imagine that.
3: Everything is Citizen X these days. Did you see the next item
2: there? Let me see. Mr. and Mrs. Calvin Coolidge-Jones made the news today by naming their first child, a boy, Citizen X
3: Jones. Isn't that a shame, that poor child?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Mrs. Jones is the former Gloria Swanson Bagwell. And guess who Mr. Jones was named for? Boy, the things people do to get their name... Hey, something's burning. Oh,
3: it's the toaster. The toast, it's stuck Uh, in there. Pull the cord out quick. Disconnect it. I'll do it. Give me
2: a fork. Give me a fork. I'll get the toast out.
3: I wonder what's wrong with that thing. It's always been a good little toaster. Pop-up's broken, huh? Looks like it.
2: But don't you worry about a thing. I'll just get out my trusty old toolbox and give this busted bread burner a fast overhaul.
3: Oh, no, don't bother. Eat your breakfast. We don't need toast. We can do it.
2: No bother at all, Molly. Glad to do it. You're just fortunate in being one of them lucky wives that when something gets busted and needs fixing around the house, you're married to a handyman.
3: There are two schools of thought on that, sweetheart, and I'm a graduate of both schools. Drink your coffee now. David, I'll be right back with the toolbox. I've always wanted to see what one of them pop-up toasters look like inside, Mr. Sebastian. Oh, dear. Here we go again. I wonder if I could fix it quick before he gets back. He, no, he'd only take it apart again anyhow, so... Molly, McGee, anybody home? I'm in the kitchen, Dr. Gamble. Come on out. Good morning, Molly, and...
2: Well, where's your little bright-eyed friend? Still in the shock?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gone to get his tools, doctor. Our toaster's gone haywire. Uh-huh. Sit down have a cup of coffee.
1: I'd love it. Just on my way to the office and thought I'd look in a minute. I don't have an appointment till. I'll have
2: that toaster fixed, kiddo, before you can say, Oh, hi, Doccy. I didn't hear you come in. I tiptoed, Sonny. Thought you were sleeping. What are you doing up at 9 o'clock in the morning? Somebody set your bed afire?
3: Sugar, doctor.
2: Two lumps, please. Let me give them to him, Molly. I got a two-handed monkey wrench here that makes wonderful lumps, and, oh, never mind, I got to fix the toaster.
1: What's the matter with it? Won't it heat?
2: No, it heats all right, but it don't pop up. In other words, it roasts the toast, but the popper is pooped. Sorry, I asked. That's okay. Now, let me see. I'll take the bottom off this baby. I know this is none of my business, little tinker, but if I were you, I'd take that down to the fix-it shop. Oh, sure you would. You're the type of guy that calls an electrician to put a new bulb in your flashlight. But not me. I keep things around this house repaired myself.
3: Ha. What do you think is the matter with it, McGee? I
2: don't think. I know. I don't think you know either. (laughs) (laughs) Don't needle needle nose. This (laughs) takes a steady hand and a delicate touch. Hand me that stilson wrench, Molly. Thanks. Uh Uh-huh, just as I thought. What is it? Something's wrong with the pop-up.
1: She's a genius.
2: I think it's the spring. All I got to do is adjust the torsion on the spring which motivates the eject mechanism and fabulates the homage on the heat unit, thus causing the toast to flip
3: up. Isn't that interesting, Doctor? Yes.
2: What does it mean? Who knows? Not him. There, I got the spring all tightened up. Let's give it a try.
3: Good. I'll put the bread in it.
2: Hmm. Nothing happens as usual. You got your little pocket flashlight, Doc, the one you hunt constables with. Shine that down in there. All right. Can you see the bread in there? Is it stuck? Is it jammed? Anything? Can you see the bread? No. It seems to be just sitting in there like. A hey, place. let me pump the toaster a little. Maybe stuck.
3: Oh. I have been these days right in the eye. Here, Doctor, let me.
2: Oh. It worked, Molly. It worked. The toast came out.
3: Yes, yeah, like a bullet. Oh. Let me wipe the crumbs out of your eye, Doctor. Oh, my. I'm terribly sorry, Doc. I forgot you always take rye toast.
2: Molly, put a piece of rye in for the Doc. I'll loosen this spring a little if I get just the right kind of...
1: There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. I'd like to take about one minute right now to speak to all you young men between 17 and 18 and a half years of age. I'd like to talk to you fellows about some of the tremendous advantages and opportunities that are awaiting you in the National Guard, and especially to you young men with military obligations. Now, here are some of the opportunities I'm speaking about. First of all, there's that extra income, extra income that you'll always find you can use. In the National Guard, you'll have the opportunity of learning new skills. Then there's also the chance to qualify for a commission and to take courses in pilot training. Besides all this, there are retirement benefits in the National Guard. You can start fulfilling your military obligation and start your training while living at home and continuing your work or school. Full details on the training program and enlistment requirements can be obtained at your local National Guard armory. Look into the National Guard enlistment program. It may be the opportunity that you've been looking for.
2: this spring up here. Loosen this bowl. How's it
3: coming, McGee? Does that thing still fire the toast out of there like an unguided missile?
2: I'm getting it, kiddo. I'm getting it. Don't you worry. I'm trying a new spring in it this time. Now, uh, let me put the piece of toast in it. Lay the toaster on its side.
3: Watch child, Don't point that thing at me, McGee. It's...
2: Where'd the toast go? Where'd the toast go? You see it?
3: Get to the dining room behind the buffet.
2: You see? I'm getting her toned down. Last time I fired this baby, the toast went clean into the living room. <laughs> Knocked three ornaments off the tree. This new spring is a little better, but it's still too strong.
3: Where did you get the new spring?
2: Off the back screen door. It's about time we were taking that screen door down anyhow. Snow keeps piling up against
3: the Well, bottom. I wouldn't be hasty. You didn't put that screen door up till Labor Day, you know. I'll just
2: take that spring out and give this one here a try. This one's lighter. I got it off the clip that holds the bag on the vacuum cleaner. That ought to make all
3: right. Roger, boy! Hello there, kid. Hello, Mr. Old Just set them on the sink. Hi, Old Timer. Right, everything you ordered here, except the canned rutabagas, daughter? Canned rutabagas? I didn't order them. Didn't that. have any
0: canned rutabagas, so I brung fresh asparagus. Same thing.
3: That's what I ordered. I know that's what you ordered, but we didn't have none, so
0: I brung asparagus. I
3: ordered asparagus.
0: We'd have had canned turnip on it. Huh? She didn't order rutabagas, and she didn't order turnips. She ordered fresh asparagus. Well, what are you hollering about, Johnny? That's what I've done her, fresh asparagus. Well, you said... Here it is right here on top of the box. See it? Fresh asparagus. Oh. Oh. Okay, okay. Never mind. That's what makes my job so tough, daughter. People are always complaining. Like I was saying to Miss Bradley this morning. Miss Bradley, I said, we was out of canned rutabagas, so yeah. I... What's your busting, Johnny? The
3: toaster? No, he's fixing it, Mr. Oldtimer. Yeah, that
0: spring was
2: just a little too light, Molly. I'll try this one here, out of the alarm clock. It ought to be a about...
3: Well, I'd like to stick around
0: and watch the fun, kids, but I got work to do. Want to get these groceries delivered so I can go home and take a nap. You look
3: a little tired.
0: Oh, uh, stayed up too late last night, daughter. Spent a very boring evening with T V. Television? Nope. Tessie Vanderhoop, an
3: old girlfriend. <laughs> very dull character. Come on, come on.
0: He's a very dull character himself.
3: I think he's very likable, McGee. He sort of grows on you. Yeah, like warts.
2: Well, let's see how this toaster works, Sophie. I think I got it this time. Good. Not only trying to weaker spring this time, but I made a few other changes to the mechanism here that... Hmm, nothing happened.
3: Oh, dear. That's a dead rather thing, anyhow. What's the matter with it? Why don't you skip it? You spent all afternoon on that thing. I'll take it down to the hardware store, and they'll fix it. No,
2: sir! This thing has got up my back up now, Molly. When I say I'm going to fix something, I fix something. I'll take this baby apart piece by piece till I find out... This <laughs> screw goes right here. There. That does it.
3: Hey, Molly. Yes, dearie. Dinner's almost I ready. I fixed it, kiddo. I
2: got this baby fixed at last. I got just the right spring in it, too, and here. Here, hand me a slice of bread. All
3: right, but I hope... That's you're... it. That's it, the girl. There. Now, watch this. I'd feel safer if I had my catcher's mask.
2: Don't you worry, Jesse. You just watch this. There'll be no more toast sticking in this thing and getting burned because it don't pop up when it's supposed to. You'll
3: see. <laughs> Gee, for goodness sakes, it worked.
2: Certainly it worked. And it popped the bread up just the right distance, too. Works like new.
3: Certainly does. I'm proud of you. No more burnt toast, huh? I guarantee it.
2: Yeah. just one thing, though. What's that? Well, uh, the heating unit don't make toast. What? It must have shorted itself out some way when I dropped the butter knife into it a while ago. Oh,
3: fine. But don't
2: you worry. It's first thing tomorrow morning. I'll get to work on the toasting part of it. Because I got the popper popping up swell. And when I get the toaster to toast and toast as good as the pop-up
0: popped up with it, this maybe will be as good as...
1: We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Wednesday evening brings more wonderful entertainment when you set your radio dial to the same station for the great comedy programs on the NBC radio network. There's Groucho Mark, ad-libbing his way as he badges his contestants on You Bet Your Life. And you can bet your life that you'll find yourself laughing from beginning to end. Make You Bet Your Life a regular Wednesday evening listening habit on the NBC radio network. And join the millions of Americans who each week tune for The Great Gildersleeve. As Summerfield's water commissioner, Gildy usually finds himself ankle-deep in laugh-provoking situations. There's fun for you and your whole family when you set your radio dial to the station where you hear the chimes for the ever-popular Great Gildersleeve. League. Wednesday also brings fast-paced quiz fun when Bill Cullen helps his contestants to walk a mile. It's a game of time, and the person from the studio audience who answers fastest finds himself the recipient of wonderful cash prizes. Listen and laugh with Bill Cullen on Walk a Mile tomorrow evening on this station. <laughs>
3: What the Gazette said tonight about Citizen X. No, what did it say? It says read tomorrow's paper for further clues. (laughs) Good night. Good night, all.
1: brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program, transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly. with Senator Ford and can you top this tonight on the NBC
0: Radio.